English with Rob. Hi everyone, welcome back to the English with Rob podcast. Welcome for the first time, if it's your first time. Here we are at episode 21. And uh, let me introduce my co-host for today. It's travel teacher Tom. How are you doing, Tom? Good, thank you. Thank you for having me. Good to be here. Uh, it's it's a pleasure to have you. Um, so let me tell you what I know about Tom before we chat to him properly. Uh, his Instagram is called Travel Teacher Tom because Tom loves to travel. You've you've visited over thirty countries. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, over the last ten uh, years or so, a bit more than ten years. Wow. He's really got the travel bug. If you if you're into something, you can say you've got the something bug. He's got the travel bug. Um, I want to know about all those countries. Okay, well, let's put it like this. What's the what's the most obscure country on that list, do you think? The most obscure, meaning the one probably not many people think about or not many people have been to, have traveled to, is not on many people's travel list. I'd say there's probably two, but more one more than the other. I was going to say Laos which is in between Thailand and Vietnam. Um, but now that's that's become quite popular because people do what, what is known as the loop. So they start in Bangkok, they go to the north of Thailand, cross over to Laos, cross over to Vietnam, go down Vietnam and then through Cambodia back to uh, Thailand and Bangkok. So it's quite popular, I guess, yeah, uh, Laos. I but the other one was El Salvador. Uh, that's probably one that not many people go to. Right, yeah. Central or South America, my, my, my Central, Central, Central America, okay. yeah, yeah. It's next to uh, Guatemala and Honduras, yeah. Okay, I I've not been there. I have been to uh, Laos, but I call it Lao. I don't know which is the proper. Yeah. I, I hear both <clears throat> pronunciations, Lao and Laos. True. Yes, I, I never know actually. I think I started calling it Laos, and then maybe for a few years called it Lao, and now I'm back to Laos again. I'm not sure. Actually, which one's right? I can't. Um, what is hello in uh, somebody? Somebody. I remember because yeah. it sounds like somebody. That's how I, I <laughs> that my, that that link in my head. Yeah. Okay. What else do I know about Tom? He uh, loves to travel. He's from, and is right now in Wales. Wales, in case you don't know, uh, it's one of the countries that makes up the United Kingdom. And it's on the west side of England. No, I'm sorry. It's on the west side of the UK and um, next to England. And when you look at the British map, many people call it uh, a witch riding a pig. Describe it like that. The shape is... Have you ever heard of that? You're looking at me with no. like a bemused face. <laughs> no, You've never I heard haven't. that. Okay. No. Have a look at the map. All right. When I say many people, maybe <laughs> just in my circle, people... <laughs> say that the the outline of the British Isles is a witch riding a pig and Wales on the map is the pig's face. Just so this is what makes it look like a witch riding a pig. Wales is on the west hand side and it looks like pig's face in profile. <laughs> First time I've heard it. I guess I can kind of see it uh -huh. in my mind. Next time yeah. you're watching the weather forecast or something, you'll be like, oh yeah, he's, he's right. A witch riding a pig. <laughs> um and i love wales wales is i think one of the most beautiful parts of the british isles uh it's very mountainous it's very green and there are lots of what am i going to say tom sheep sheep i was going to say farms but there are also a lot of sheep <laughs> uh, there are a lot of because there are a lot of sheep there are a lot of farms or because there are a lot of farms there are a lot of sheep. Okay. Mm. So, yeah. Travel teacher Tom. Uh, Tom's um, uh, Instagram and all of his, lots of his English content is based around English that you will need for traveling. Or he presents it from being somewhere around the world. And travel is a great topic. But we are not going to do travel as our topic today because, you know, it's... We're still in the coronavirus pandemic, so I thought it would be a little bit inappropriate to get everybody excited about 
travel again when not many of us can travel or the places we can travel to are very limited. So instead, something else which is super interesting about Tom is that, tell me if I'm wrong about any of this, he uh, grew up on and his family still lives on and runs a farm, right? That's right, yes. Yes, a sheep farm in mid Wales. Okay, so we're going to learn all about uh, Tom's family's sheep farm, but it, um, it's your dad and your brother that run the farm, right? And you are, well, you're a teacher, obviously. <clears throat> yes, I'm a, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm a teacher, traveling teacher, travel around the world. But when I do come home to Wales for uh, a couple of months of the year, obviously I come here and, and stay at home on the family farm. So, of course, when I'm needed, I'll go out and help. Uh, but it's not my profession. Uh, it's not my job, let's say. But uh, yeah, of course, everybody helps their, their dad on the farm when they're told to. Um, but yes, my dad <laughs> runs the farm and my brother will probably take over, obviously, when he's uh, when my dad has had enough and retires, my, my brother will take over from him. So he also works on the farm mm -hmm. as well. Cool. Uh, yeah, I would. I'm we're very opposite. I'm a city boy, really a city boy from the uh -huh. inner city. So being on the farm, I really, really like it. It feels very relaxing, um, but sometimes a bit too quiet. Not the farm. Let's talk about the difference uh -huh. between living in the city and the opposite of the city. Uh, this is some useful vocabulary early. The countryside. And then if you want an adjective, you could say the city is urban and the countryside is rural. So I'm a city boy and you're a country boy, right? We're, we're not, That's true, yeah. We're not boys, we're men, but <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a phrase. I'm a city boy, you're a country boy, city girl, country girl, for adults as well as kids. Yeah. That's it, yeah. And before we move on, let's talk about your accent. Um, so you're Welsh. I really love the Welsh accent. You have, a, I would say... Would you agree you have a very mild Welsh accent? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'd say I'm pretty neutral with my English. Um, yeah, I think even, well, maybe when I was younger, like 10 years ago, before I went traveling, maybe I had, well, I definitely had a stronger accent then. Um, but I don't think I had the strongest accent because people from mid Wales, I don't think we have such well it depends obviously person to person but in general over the whole of wales i think the north uh have the strongest accent mm -hmm. um north wales because they speak a lot of welsh of course we have a different language right wales, yeah welsh is, speak... sorry well mm -hmm. I, I should tell people welsh is uh, a language in itself there is the language of welsh um so more people in the north speak Welsh, and that's very much linked to the accents, I imagine. I'd say so, yeah, because they speak more Welsh. So English is definitely more of a, a second language for them. So uh, you know, their mother tongue is Welsh. They speak Welsh uh, at home, in school, uh, in their schools. I, I imagine, yes, for sure. In the north of Wales, you'd have more primary and high schools where every subject is in Welsh, and they would probably take two English lessons per week. Huh. Um, but yeah, in the shops, in the pubs, people would speak Welsh. So when they speak English, it's, it's with a very strong accent. Um, but when you come down to the middle of Wales, it depends very much on each village and town where you go. Some, some are very Welsh, some are more English. Um, my village, for example, was more Welsh in the past. Uh, now it's, it's leaning towards being more English. So you probably hear a bit more English being spoken in the shop, in the pub and so on. But uh, the, the primary school in my village is fully Welsh. So up until the age of 11, all of the subjects, school subjects, history, geography, science, they were all in, in Welsh, um, which is entirely different to English for people who don't know. Some people t um, ask me, is it a dialect of English or a different accent? And mm. it's, it's not, it's a totally different uh, language. There's probably more similarities between English and French and English and Spanish than there are English and Welsh right. because there's just no link between the two languages. So it's a Celtic language. Like in Scotland, they speak Gaelic. In Ireland, they speak a different language again, Gaelic. 
and in Wales we speak Welsh, and, and they're the the three uh, British and Irish uh, Gaelic languages. Uh-huh. Uh, sorry, Celtic Celtic languages. languages. <clears throat> yeah, super. I'd love to talk more about the Wales <laughs> and the Welsh language, but um, we've chosen farming for today. But yes. maybe we can come back and. Maybe yeah. I'll do a, like a language special series where I talk to people about their their second or native languages. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. But anyway, let's get into farming and let's start with some useful vocabulary. I love it. Okay, Tom loves the useful vocabulary jingle. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> Um, more jingles later. Good. So, Looking forward to it. <laughs> uh, especially for you, uh, some farming jingles. Okay. So I've got my list here of useful vocabulary. Um, not all of it relates to your family's type of farming. Um, but mm. you know, you can just, um, give us a little comment about each one. So the first two words I want to give the learners is crops and livestock. So what's the hmm. difference between crop farming, crops, and livestock farming, livestock? Uh, well, first of all, yes, livestock is you know, animals. It's um, sheep farming. It's, it's dairy farming, which is uh, to do with cows, of yeah. course, da- uh, and milking said cows. So that's dairy, dairy farming, is which is where we get... Uh, mm-hmm. Like, there's not just milk, but also cheese and butter... Am I missing something? They're the main. I imagine products, right? Dairy cream products. and yogurt. Cream, and yes. yes, yogurts. Excellent point. Good. Um, so yes, this is uh, livestock farming, uh, and then crop farming, which uh, you won't see very much of in mid Wales because we're we're hill farmers here, so mostly it's it's sheep farming. Uh, but crop farming you'd see probably more in the south and east of England because it's flatter ground. Mm-hmm. And that's where they'll be um, cultivating crops, which are plants, I guess, or uh, something like wheat and barley mm-hmm. uh, and such things uh, as this. I'm not sure what if people are maybe they have uh, fruit and veg farms. I don't know if these are hmm. crop farms exactly. Um, not sure what we call these or sometimes we'll have actually not too far from here just down the road, 12 miles away. They're, um, I guess it's a vineyard. They're, they're growing grapes. Um, but to me, a vineyard is more a place to to taste the wine as well as see them grow in there. I'm not sure, actually. Oh, it's not drink like wine. A, <laughs> an extra little business venture they have, right? They they have the vineyard and they, they yeah. produce the wine. They cultivate the grapes. Let's talk about... you. Mm. you I wanted to... Um, talk about that word cultivate we can add that you Mm. said they uh people who have livestock they cultivate animals and crop farming is cultivating crops this word to cultivate means to to grow or to if if you if it's with animals and plants i suppose you're breeding breeding them also growing them yeah breeding them caring for them and then uh selling them yeah yes we i was just gonna put another word in there as well i'm not so sure if we say to cultivate animals Ooh. to cultivate is maybe more for yes planting the seeds watering them growing them and then cutting them down uh, and this is to i guess well to cultivate is, is more of this but for animals we rear animals so rear as in r-e-a-r um like the word, there's many meanings for the word rear, but uh, kind of behind, isn't it? The yeah, rear yeah, yeah. The, the re- uh, part of you. I, I hit the, the rear, rear side. of the car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, the back but of the then, yeah, so the, we the have... word to rear. You know what? Um, uh-huh. as, a, as a teacher, I should definitely look up the difference between cultivate. I'm writing it down right now. And rear. Can it happens to me so animals? often. Especially, yeah, especially it when it's so a subject you don't often speak about. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. podcast listeners, here's my insert, which I'm going to make in the future about cultivate and rear. Okay, inserting that. To cultivate. 
to prepare and use land for crops or gardening. For example, the peasants who cultivated the land became its owners and to rear of an animal, care for its young until they are fully grown to breed and raise animals. For example, the calves are reared for beef. Yes, we rear animals, which means to, again, yes, breed them, feed them, grow them up, or, or to, uh, to, yes, to help them grow and, and eventually to sell them. This is to rear animals, yeah. Okay. And uh, so let's talk. go into livestock a bit more because you can break it down into different types of livestock. There's poultry and cattle. Am I missing anything else? Is, is is sheep cattle? I'm not sure. I think cattle maybe is just cows. Yes, cattle is just cows. Um, sheep is, there's no special word for sheep. sheep I don't know why farming. we call cat. You can say cow farming, but it, it's not so common. It, it's cattle farming Yeah, uh, and, is and, what we say. And then pigs, pig farming and sheep farming. And then, yes, poultry. I guess people say poultry farming. But again, there's a lot that come under poultry as well. Some people around here have uh, chicken sheds. They have thousands of chickens and they make money by selling, uh, collecting and selling the eggs. Um, there are turkey farms here, um, again, to, to rear turkeys. Uh, my brother actually at the moment is rearing partridges. So uh -huh. traditionally it's all about sheep farming here, but a lot of farmers will have to um, diversify because there's not enough money in only sheep farming. So many people, as I said, they'll have chicken farms, chicken sheds, or my brother, for example, has uh, partridge coops. So he has, uh, for six months of the year, he will receive these little chicks, partridge chicks, it's a type of bird, and yeah. help grow them for six months. And then he will give them back to this uh, parent company. So this parent company gives a bunch of farmers in the area a, a lot of these partridge chicks. And then for six months, they raise them and then and then give them back to this parent company. Unfortunately, it's it's not for nice purposes. That's that's farming yeah. for you. So I've, I've been trying to, to not avoid it. But earlier I said, and then you <clears throat> sell the animals, but. Um, <laughs> there's something more involved in the selling. Well, let's let's actually yeah. talk about the the official word for that. Um, so, um, yeah, it's a bit dark, but we can talk about it. Um, what is the official word or the official place? You send them to the abattoir, right? We have the word abattoir, which um, if you're a French, French speaker, you, you'll know it comes from from the, the French word uh, abattoir. And also we call it a, a much, <laughs> I guess a much more realistic word, or it's a word that uh, really describes exactly what happens. And we call it a slaughterhouse. Yeah, that's a... So a house for slaughtering, which means killing. Killing. It's a... It's a, a, a killing house. It's a very uh, in-your-face word. Slaughterhouse. Mm, yeah. Slaughterhouse. Yeah. Mm. Yes. What is the verb... Is it to slaughter? Yeah, yeah, okay. to slaughter, exactly. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. And and just a little a little more info there. My brother used to work in the local slaughterhouse, um, and he actually had, like James Bond 007, and this is a real thing. He had a license to kill. <laughs> yeah. That's 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 a real thing. That's what's it said on the form. Yeah. You need to have a license to be able to uh, to kill animals for for meat so yes my brother did that for okay. some years and then like when when he goes on a date, the date says, <laughs> so, so what, what do you do i kill <laughs> every day <laughs> might have said that I kill. yeah dark okay Very. uh let's move on to something a bit lighter there are two words a noun and a verb which are the same word, but pronounced differently. So I'm talking about produce. The, mm. the produce of your farm is sheep and partridges. Do you, is there any other produce? No, no. Okay. So produce can be anything that you produce. So the verb to produce and the noun produce. So you've got the uh 
the schwa sound in produce and produce it's the ah uh sound one of these where we change the how we say the word between the verb and the noun just to confuse you guys really just to <laughs> you know but to be honest if you say um what do you produce on your farm or this farm uh makes a lot of produce you know if you get them mixed up people will understand it's not a problem but just listen for the differences there uh dairy is next on my list but you brought that up already tom thanks mm. excellent work um so who can you call if you have a problem with your animal if the animals are sick in some way who can you call yeah we would call the vet mm -hmm, the vet and the longer word which i don't like to pronounce because it's too difficult even for me oh um, <laughs> but a vet veterinarian we Vet call the yeah. veterinarian. Oh, you, you did fine. Veterinarian. Some people add the extra syllable in there and say veterinarian, do, yeah. veterinarian or veterinarian. But um, I think because it's such a long, complicated word, everyone just says the vet. Take exactly, your dog yes. to the vets. Uh, there's a problem with this sheep. We'd better call the vet. Exactly. Yes. The vet, meaning the place. The location, the vets. Oh, the vets because with apostrophe S, yeah. Yeah, and then um, if we just have one person coming, we will call the vet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And your next word, your sheep. Uh, are you okay with me calling saying your sheep? <laughs> the yeah, sh the sheep. <laughs> it's fine. Tom's sheep yeah. uh, usually <laughs> are outside in a field field and wales is full of uh not very flat fields very sloped fields um but how does it work with the sheep because are they in fields or are they sort of free to roam free to wander wherever they wherever they like in some right. places yes yeah, so it depends um <clears throat> usual hill farmers some fields can be flat, of course, uh, but you know there are a lot of hills. Right, I was here. I was generalizing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, yes, the the sheep are on our farm. Well, yes, mostly they're on in fields. So there's fences around these fields, there's gates, and we put certain sheep in certain certain sheep in certain fields. But uh, there are other farms. Where if they're uh, if they have higher ground, um, it, it, the the grass is is different. Uh, it's not this beautiful lush green grass. It's this a bit more hardy brown, longer grass. And they put the hardier or the stronger sheep up on those um, higher grounds uh, because they are they're more able to survive up there. So if you go to the north of Wales, which have more mountains, and actually in the south, in the Brecon Beacons, which is a national park, um, you'll have a slightly high, higher ground. So there aren't exactly these um, picture-perfect fields, square fields with fences around them. It's just one large area of, of grass. Uh, we actually have some on the top of our farm, on the top of this hill. It's called the wine. It's not spelled the same as, as a bottle of wine, um, but it's a Welsh word. I'm not, actually, I'm not even sure what the translation into English is, but wine, W-A-E-N. Um, it's at the top of this hill, and it's a, a huge area, which is actually shared by all the farms that surround it. Huh. So we can all put our sheep up there, and strangely enough, they all stick kind of towards our farms, but it's it's a huge piece of land on top of a hill, and you get those across Wales where farmers will just share that that piece of land together nice um and put some sheep up there generally over the summer um yes cool I, so they're not eating that the that could either create um real sense of community or mm. some big arguments <laughs> i don't know yeah also guess. yeah it's true but so, i think mostly it's it's pretty uh yeah it's all very amicable let's say it's all very friendly amicable and, uh, nice word yeah yes. everybody gets on nobody has yeah. any problems it's amicable mm -hmm. another mm -hmm. word which i thought um actually that's a useful word and i was wondering the sheep 
so you said the sheep that have like the easy grass, the green grass, the, the flatter land, and then there are mm -hmm. the sheep that that go higher up the, the mountains mm -hmm. and the, the hillier bits, mm -hmm. rockier, mm -hmm. more tough grass. Are they different breeds of sheep? So even sometimes. So with sheep, sometimes, and yeah, other sometimes animals, no. you have this word breeds. So it's not there's not just one breed of sheep. There are many different breeds of sheep. Okay, so sometimes they're different it, yeah. breeds or sometimes they're just yes. sheep that have been to the gym. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, we have, I, I don't know how many breeds we have. We have something called a Texel sheep um, or a Texel ram. Uh, we have, by the way, we have sheep, which are generally the female mm -hmm. uh, sheep. And then we have rams, which are the male. Let's call them sheep. Male sheep are called rams, females. Females are technically called ewes, E-W-E, ewes. Um, but yes, we have texels, which are, if you see them in a field, they have a, a flat, completely white face. Then you have speckled, which means they are black and white faces. Um, and that's as far as my knowledge goes, but um, we do have many different breeds with different names. You have different shapes faces different shapes sort of I, i'm going to call them a nose i don't know if it's actually we, we call it a nose but uh anyway different shapes skulls some are larger some are smaller some have better wool some have crappy wool um <laughs> so yeah all, all different types really some are um yes like i said they're, they're able to to survive in, in more difficult weather um so yes wow. they, they go up because of the wool probably well let's talk about wool wool is the the, the hair that grows on a sheep, I suppose. Uh, mm, and you, yeah. you can, you can, there's a verb shear, you can shear it off to make clothes. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. It, and shearing, people ask me this as well, whether we make money by shearing and selling the wool. Uh, but there's not much money in wool anymore. Really? Uh, unfortunately. Uh, I'm not sure where all these expensive wool woolen items come from but maybe it's from maybe new zealand sheep or australian sheep i don't know um but uh at least on the farms around here wool doesn't make too much money anymore no. okay huh. uh because of all that polyester i suppose it's just cheaper to produce <laughs> strange yeah <clears throat> um do you have a barn on your farm or, or more than one barn we do, yes. We have some barns. Um, we have two stone barns and we have one or two zinc barns. So zinc is a type of sheet metal, uh -huh. which uh, you'll see many barns made from. So what's a barn for, for the listeners? B-A-R-N. Barn is, let's call it a house for animals. That's maybe the easiest way to describe it. Um, yes, uh, you see them usually next to the farmhouse. You'll see a, a barn. And in the barn, either will be some animals, maybe usually cows, at least around here. Cows will be put into the barns over winter, over the, the wet weather, cold weather season. Um, also, you can store your hay bales and your straw bales. Um, and those are the crops that we spoke of earlier. Uh, hay bales and straw bales are used to feed the animals in the winter. We uh, cultivate those in the summer. Uh, or, or buy, we don't uh, grow a straw here, we grow hay bales, but uh, we can buy straw bales um, from other farms. But yes, this is what's in a barn. And then whenever there's any work to be done, shearing the, the wool or, or cutting the hair of the sheep, um, giving medicine, all kinds of things, that's done inside the barn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially uh, when you've got some of that very rainy weather that you often have in Wales. <laughs> you don't want to be yeah. having your vet inspecting your sheep outside in the rainy field. You want to be in, in the <laughs> nice warm barn with all the hay and straw. Okay, and let's talk about the word organic. Uh, organic farming. Uh, if you're organic farming, what's what? What is that? Yeah, um, organic to me. It's more to do with fruit and veg, organic yeah. farming, um, and making sure that there's no pesticides or fertilizers or chemicals used mm -hmm. to help uh, these grow. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess 
what they eat. Of course, they eat the uh, the grass on the fields, um, but during the winter, because the grass, the quality of the grass isn't so good, um, and because if there's a lot of rain, it the, the fields become very muddy. So there there is no grass almost sometimes. So that's when we feed them the hay, and the hay is grown sometimes using well we what we call fertilizer. Um, sometimes it's actually muck or, or let's say poo yeah. from other animals uh-huh. and spread a lot around the fields to help the, the the grass grow and the crops grow. But we also have these little pellets. Um, I don't know exactly know what's a pellet. You can have a pellet inside a gun. It's like a we have guns. I'm going to go off topic now. We have guns it, yeah. which have bullets inside, but sometimes we have certain guns which have pellets inside, which aren't used to kill people, but maybe to kill birds. Um, but we also have, you can call tiny little pieces of food, uh, or we can call those pellets, but we can also call these little, uh, honestly, I don't know any other word to use, yeah, but they're the, called pellets are they, to they, spread around the field and help the grass grow, uh, the crops grow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I think going back to organic, maybe uh, if you're talking about animals, if it's organic meat, maybe you're talking about how much antibiotics are used mm. or not. Uh, anyway, we both don't know about that. So let's, let's yeah. not pretend I, that I, we're experts. I never, I never hear too much about organic uh, sheep or organic cows. No, it's it's more, like we said, to do with fruit and mm-hmm. veg. And, and then chickens, uh, you know, when they lay their eggs, it's, it's hopefully it's free range. Uh, and they're, they're able to walk around the field and, Go in and out as they please. Yeah. Uh, just looking down my list. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I have a few things here that were uh, more about uh, crop farming, um, like to plow, to plow. I guess you don't have mm-hmm. to plow any fields. Well, you do cultivate some crops. You mentioned that you grow some of the hay, right? Yeah. Um but we don't plow the fields. No, if you plow the fields, you completely upturn or, or you completely, let's say, turn the, the grass, the top layer of grass and the soil beneath you, turn it upside down. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why when you see fields full of brown soil, that means it's probably been, been plowed. But we, we don't plow the fields. No, no. Okay. Uh, and the last thing on my list is... The, the unit that that land, especially farmland, is measured in. Do you know what that is? We we use acres. Oh, okay. That's not what I was expecting. Interesting, though. Okay, yeah. You use acres. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking uh, of uh, he- hectares. Hectares, yeah. Uh, no, we, in Wales, at least, we, well, we use acres. I'm pretty sure we use acres. Wait, is, is hectare so many acres or something like that? Because they're both. I've never okay, understood. <laughs> no, I always. Right I now. think I do look it up. I think I do look it up every few years, and I think yes, I will remember this now. And then I don't remember. I always forget how how many acres are in a hectare, or how many hectares are in a in an acre. I, I I don't know. Let's see what my phone says. Difference between hectares and acres. Okay, there you go. So they are completely different things, and one is not like the next one up from the other one. It's not like yeah. centimeters and meters. They're completely different. A hectare is bigger than an acre. A hectare, one hectare is equal to two point four seven acres. Okay. So how many acres uh, is your farm? I think, I think it's about seventy acres. Uh, if I do a quick count, we have three fields below the house there's another field behind the house over there there's another three and then there's another three up top so we probably have 10 fields in, in total um but yeah in terms of acres i think maybe 70 acres and then we have a farm on the other side of the village as well um it used to belong to my uh granddad's brother um but yes, he passed away many years ago. So my dad also has half a farm over there as well. Far, farm and a half. 
Yeah, wow. yeah, exactly. Impressive. Okay. <laughs> okay, so that's the end of the useful vocabulary. I hope that was useful for you. Okay, so now we've got our vocabulary. It's time to have a conversation. Let's have a conversation. Let's talk. Let's chat. Let's have a conversation about this and that. Let's have a conversation. Just me and you. Yeah, have a conversation. That's what we're going to do. Okay, Tom. So I've got some conversations, some, some questions that I wanted to ask you about um, life on the farm. Um, I know you're, you're not actually one of the farmers. You just help out sometimes. But can you take us through an average day of for, for your dad or your brother? What, what does the average work day on the farm look like? Uh, um, it depends on the time of year, firstly. Um, so yes, uh, it's obviously seasonal. So these days, oh, well, my dad will in the mornings go out and feed the sheep. Um, in the summer, no, but let's say for now in the spring, yes, he goes out and feeds the sheep. Um, he doesn't feed them in the summer? Oh, because they eat the grass, right? They eat the grass in the uh, summer, okay. yes. They, they need these special uh, nuts, um, they're not actual nuts as we eat, but uh, we call them nuts. They're tiny little um, bits of food. I really don't know what's what's are, are in they, them. Are they the things that they look like uh, grass that's been like compressed really tight? You know, when when you go to like Possibly, um, yeah. uh, when we go to a uh, a farm park. So in the UK, there are these farms that are not really farms. They're just open for people to go. City boys like me and mm -hmm. uh, see and interact with some sheep, cows, chickens, yeah. and you feed them these little, I'm going to call them pellets, like the word you used, pellets, used earlier. Yeah. Of yeah. Like, they look like grass, but they've been really, um, really um, squished Squashed together. Squashed together, yeah. Compressed. That's it. I mean, they're, they're this, this brown, deep brown color. Yeah. And they're very dry and they're quite hard as well. Um, so, and they're tiny little sort of cylindrical shaped uh, as well. Um, so these, we call them nuts anyway. I, I don't know if other farmers call them something different, but we call them nuts. So yes, you know, put this out onto the field in a, in a long line and all the sheep come. So my dad will do that. Uh, it, again, it depends. Sometimes it's twice a day. Sometimes it's once a day. Sometimes it's every other day. It depends on the season. So he'll do that. Um, Lately, the last couple of weeks, I've been helping my dad and uh, let's say it's a little bit squeamish to talk about for people who aren't used to okay, talking about farming. Let, let's let's um, warn people in case they don't know the word squeamish. If you're squeamish, yes. it means you don't like hearing things about like blood and uh, well, I'm a little bit squeamish in that if I'm watching a, like a hospital drama on TV and then they're, they're operating on someone and they're going to cut someone open. I have to look away cause I'm a little bit squeamish. Okay. So squeamish people, uh, get ready for what, I don't know what Tom's <laughs> going to tell us about. <laughs> well, of course, when the, the lambs are born, uh, lambing season generally is in March, April. That's when all the lambs are born. Uh, now we're in May. So, <clears throat> What we have to do now is we don't want all of the male lambs, all the boy lambs to start, when they grow older, to start impregnating all the female uh, ones. So generally what we do um, is castrate them. So that means that we have to uh, not cut anything off, but it's more just cutting the tube mm. um, inside a certain part of their body so that they can't make uh, another a female, a female sheep pregnant. So we have to castrate them. So they get clipped on either side of their testicles um, so that they can't, um, yes, impregnate a, a sheep in the future. Hmm. Uh, not all of them, of course, because we want the big strong ones to remain. So some of them we don't, but uh, a lot of them we do. Another squeamish part. So there's a process actually. So I will hold the lamb 
uh, on my lap. And then on the other side, we're sitting on a bench. On the other side is my dad. Firstly, he will give a little bit of medicine in their mouth. He'll squeeze a little gun. Okay, and this, this is like some sort of, uh, I can't think of the word, uh, anesthetic to, yeah. um, or, or it's just something to calm, no, sorry. To calm the sheep? No, sorry, it's not an anesthetic. No, it's just um, a general medicine. Oh, it's nothing related them. to the castration. It's just something they need. While we've got yes, you here, exactly. we're going to give you this as well. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And then okay. also it's to help that, that they don't get sick and don't get diseases and so on. Um, also, my dad has this little, little tool. Um, he, he puts this little, little tiny pot of medicine inside this tool. And then on the outside, there's a little uh, needle, uh, not, not exactly a needle, but kind of like a needle. And he will use that to scratch a little part of their skin uh, underneath them. Uh, and then the medicine, this other medicine will then go inside uh, inside them. This is to prevent something called ORF, O-R-F. This is a disease that forms around the, the lambs and the sheep's mouth. So two lots of medicine. Um, then if they're a male and they're not very big, we clip their tubes, let's say we castrate them. Um, and if they're not, well, if they're both male and female lambs, then we also have to uh, dock them. Uh, now docking basically means cutting their tails off. Okay. Um, now this is because obviously when the lamb grows, the tail will grow also. Tails can grow very long all the way to the ground. This is where they poo from. So in some cases the poo will get stuck all over the tail along with the mud and it'll just be this whole mess. And again, diseases can, can grow from this. So if you chop the tails off, keep them short, then their poo won't get stuck on their tails uh, <laughs> and they won't get any disease. So all of this is, you know, to, to help them, uh, but you know, uh -huh. it, it can seem a bit, you know, a bit messy and a bit disgusting. Um, but that's the way okay. life is. And it, the funny thing is, is I'm vegetarian actually. So I don't Whoa. even eat. This Meat. is why yeah. you're uh, not the full-time farmer. This is part of it. <laughs> or, yeah. It's strange, well, isn't it? I, I, for me, yeah. my, when I was growing up, my dad was a milkman. They don't have mm. them in England anymore, really, or in many parts of the world. But a milkman no, here. No. is someone who delivers milk and eggs and mm. cream to your house. Traditionally, they, we used to have everybody had a milkman. What time is the milkman yeah. coming? Can't have yeah. my breakfast. The milkman's not been. Uh, but I uh, don't like dairy products, really. I don't like cheese. <laughs> I don't like, well, just cheese and milk and cream and yogurt. And I think maybe maybe I was rebelling against my, my parents, you know. Like, <laughs> what do you do? What do you do for a living, Dad? Right. Not having any of that then. <laughs> so maybe you're doing yeah. the same. What do you do for a living, Dad? Farmer. Okay. Well, I'm not eating any meat. <laughs> yeah be, be it's funny around. because I, I i wasn't like this i've only become a vegetarian since uh three or four years ago so i used to be very very pro meat eating um up until about the age of 27 or 8 or 9 so maybe yeah, 29 30 even so yeah about three or four years now i've been fully vegetarian so yeah it's strange um but i i learned a lot i watched a lot of documentaries, videos, I read a lot of articles and I just went through a process over the course of maybe two years. First of all, it was just cutting back. I thought I'm eating meat two, three times a day sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, if I was traveling, especially, I never really cooked meat for myself. When I live on my own, not too much. I'd have some ham sandwiches. Maybe I'd cook a sausage and you know, put some burgers in the oven, but I would never actually prepare a meal with, with a chicken breast and cut it all up. And I because I'm not a very good chef. So um, so I never really cooked that much meat at home anyway. But uh, I ate a lot of meat when I was you know, eating out, uh, and especially while traveling the world. Mm. Uh, Some of that so I decided, uh, chicken pad thai in Bangkok. Yes, Lovely. exactly. Yeah, pad thai and all these meat sort of tacos and quesadillas uh -huh. in Mexico. And Street all of food this. everywhere. Traveling. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, I decided to cut back and just, you know, maybe 
eat meat uh, maybe five times a week or five days a week or take off the weekends. And I was flip-flopping between different different ways of cutting back on meat. And then, and then one day after maybe two years of doing this, I just kind of woke up and said, you know what? I'm just going to stop <laughs> completely. Okay. So yeah, okay. it's stuck so far. Admirable. Anyway. You, yeah. you used an interesting phrase there to flip-flop. Yeah. Uh, people might yes. know flip-flops as those uh, like sandal type shoes you wear on the beach where they, I can't wear them. I can't, I don't know why. They, no. <laughs> they, you put them on your foot and they just stick to your foot by a small thing going through the, between your big toe and the rest of your toes. They feel freaky to me. I can't wear flip-flops. <laughs> but there's also, there's also the verb to flip-flop. It means to go from one thing to the next and then back and then back again and then back. Mm -hmm. So yes. I forget. <laughs> this is terrible. How did you use it? What did you flip-flop between? I, I, yeah, I think I, I flip-flopped between... Oh, between eating, eating meat, meat and being vegetarian. On, on, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Eating meat on the weekends, in weekdays, and just oh, yeah. trying different... Yeah, I was flip-flopping different ways of, of cutting back on meat. Yeah to flip-flop okay something that i want to point out to everyone is um one of the reasons i thought oh i have to speak to tom about farming is because uh back in march and april you were uh making some videos for english learners and teaching some vocabulary about the lambing season so it was really nice to um see you know the workings of the farm that way so everyone go and, go and check out those posts on Instagram. Okay. Uh, hey, do you want to play some games? Let's do it. Okay. The first one is fun farm facts. But are they false or are they true? Fun farm facts. Fun farm facts. I got so many fun farm facts. Yeah. Fun farm facts. But are they false or are they Okay, maybe you couldn't hear what I was singing at the end there, but are they false or are they true? Okay, so I've got, how many have I got here? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I've got eight. So let's say if you get more than four right, you can consider yourself a winner. I'm a certified farmer. Yeah. But I will warn you <laughs> that they're not all about sheep farming, but hmm. the, la the last ones are. So you, all right. So you should be okay with them. There, there was a joke, everybody. I said you because a female sheep is a, <laughs> is a you. So it's very easy to make sheep-based puns. Okay, anyway. So is this, is this true or false? 25% of the land in the UK is used for agriculture. True or false? 25% of the land in the UK mm. is used for agriculture. I could say that's, that's true. That's not correct. Mm. No, uh, it's actually 57%. Ah. I was wow. surprised by that as well. 57% of the land in the UK is agriculture. Okay, so. Wow. Of that, well, I mean, related to this figure, is this true or false? 5.4% mm. of UK land is used to grow, or I could say cultivate, crops. 5.4% of UK land is used to grow crops. True or false? Hmm. False. That's not correct. Ooh, it's true. So mm. let's go back to that. 57% of the UK land, of all UK land is used for agriculture. 5.4% of all UK land is used to grow crops. So that tells us that there is really a lot of livestock farming going on, a lot more than. Yeah. Um... Well, I, yeah, I was I was thinking because in my mind, uh, crop farming just has bigger fields. It, it, mm. That's what I imagine when I see pictures or when I there's a there's a famous uh, agriculture show on on Sunday nights called Country File. Uh, yep. I don't know if you ever watch that, but I do, um, I do like Country File. Um, as a city boy, it's like an escape to watch Country File. Is it yeah. still, it's still going? Is it I, Country File? I bet so many people. Yeah, it's still on. Yeah, it's still on. My, my parents, uh, my dad watches shows. it. Yeah, I think it's been on for, for 25 years, maybe more. Um, but, you know, when I see 
because as I said, there, there aren't any crop farms around here. So when I see sort of a bird's eye view of these kind of farms, they always seem huge to me, these fields anyway. Um, but I guess, you know, we are, you know, a sheep farming nation, I guess, uh, and a dairy nation. And I thought it would be less as well, because I thought we had a lot of land dedicated to national parks as well. Uh, so that's, a, that's another reason why I thought it was less. Yeah, I don't know if there's that much land dedicated to national parks. Right. Um, I don't know, because when you go in there, they do seem really big, don't they? Mm -hmm. But then yeah. if you think about, well, let's talk about how many farms there are in the UK. Oh, True wow. or false, there are 280,000 farms in the UK. 280,000 farms. I mean, you've got one and a half are there that many more? Hmm. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I try to think why there's 65 million people. Um, how many of those have farms? Um, let's go with true because it's a very specific number. 280,000. That's correct! Yeah, you got that one right. True, 280,000 farms. That is a lot of farms. In the UK. Okay, uh, what about this? 40% uh, of the food eaten in the UK is grown in the UK. 40% mm. of the food eaten in the UK is grown in the UK. Is it true or false? And something that I always forget to say at the beginning of these games that I put in my podcast is, listeners, uh, you can uh, think about the answers yourself as well and see if you can uh, beat Tom in this true or false <laughs> game. 40%. Um, grown locally. Um, let's say false. That's correct! Yeah, it's false. So do you think the actual figure is more or less? Uh, I was going to say less. I have a feeling like we import a lot, but uh, then again... Then again, I don't actually go shopping, my mum, because now when I'm living at home, my parents, my mum goes shopping. Lucky. Even though I'm 33 years old, um, you know, when <laughs> I come home, yes, yeah, I don't the do the shopping. Nice. I, yeah, that's it. So yeah, I'm gonna go with lower, lower than 40%. No, well, you're gonna, you got, you got the answer right because mm. you said it was false, but you got it false the wrong way. Uh, it's actually okay. six. I was surprised by this as well. I was on the same. I would have thought the same as you. I would have thought mm. we import a lot of stuff. And when I go to the super, well, I've not lived in England for a long time. Uh, mm. But when I'm at the supermarket here in Germany, I often see, you know, grown in Spain, grown in Italy. Mm -hmm. That's it. Um, yeah. But 60% of the food eaten in the UK is grown in the UK. So okay. that's, that's right. positive. That's a good thing. Yeah. Okay. You might get this one wrong. No, I mean, sorry. You might get this one right. Uh, true or false, there are 5 million sheep in the UK. 5 million. Hmm. 5 million sheep. Um, say that's, that's, that's a difficult one. That's, uh, <laughs> I don't know. No, it would be a guess. Uh, true, let's say. That's not correct. No, mm. there are 35 million sheep oh, wow. in the UK. So that's almost uh, half a sheep each. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, true. Oh, I didn't mention this in the useful vocabulary, but we should mention that the plural of sheep is not sheeps. It's sheep. One sheep, two sheep, a hundred sheep. 35 million sheep. Okay, this one is this one is a weird one. Is this true or false? Uh, sheep don't remember other sheep's faces. But by the way, I said sheep's, but that was uh, <coughs> apostrophe S. Sheep's like the possessive S. Sheep don't understand. No. Oh, my God. Sheep don't remember other sheep's faces. Is that true or false? It's an interesting one. Um, 
Hmm. I have no idea. Um, because they don't exactly, I'm thinking of them out there in the field now, they don't like hang out with each other like dogs do, for example. Uh, yeah. So they don't really have favorites. Um, hmm. Obviously they know if we put in 50 sheep and 50 lambs and mix them all together, they will find each other's mothers and, and children. So they, I, I imagine they, that's more about the, the, the noise they make, the bleating, the, the meh. Yeah, uh, recognizing the, the word sounds. is to bleat. Yeah, so maybe that's, and the smell possibly as well. Uh, maybe. Um, I'm going to say they don't recognize each other's faces. That's not correct. No, mm. because they do. Uh, they do. And it's very interesting. I'm going to read something to you. Mm. Uh, a study revealed that sheep can recognize up to 50 other sheep faces and mm. remember them for two years. In this study, sheep learns to distinguish between 25 pairs of sheep by so associating one sheep from each pair with a food reward. The sheep were tested at various time intervals afterwards, and it was found that sheep could remember the faces that led to a food reward for up to two years. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, yeah there you go. I don't know why they, they, they did they that. They do study. have friends then. <laughs> they do have friends. And then two years later, yeah. they're like, hey, aren't you the guy who gave me a little pellet of... Uh, what do you call it? Nuts. <laughs> a little nut. That's yeah. the last time I saw you two years ago. Yeah. You got any more? I'm quite quite hungry. <laughs> yeah, weird. All these weird studies going on. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure there was a logical reason. Okay, uh, two more. And the UK. True or false? The UK has more sheep than any other European country. Hmm. It's a lot of sheep. Thirty-five million. Um. Mm. Germany's a big country, so is France. I wonder if they have more sheep. Um, I'm going to say the UK has the most. That's correct! Yeah, the UK has more sheep than any other Euro uh, EU country. Uh, so, I shouldn't actually say any other EU country. I should just say any EU country because of... <laughs> I'm going to swear because of fucking Brexit. There you go. That's it. Swore. Yes. Brexit. We always have to use the uh, the F word before Brexit. Yep. Uh, it's, it's not a rule. It's just uh, it's just natural. It's just what comes out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Here's the last one. What are you on? Uh, you're on um, four wrong and three, three right. So if you get this one right, oh, oh my God. then you're, you break even. Mm. And uh, we'll say you're a winner. Uh Okay, this one is a bit bizarre. It's okay. another one that I got from this website, which was about studies on sheep. True or false, sheep can smell with their tails. Ah, but you've told us already that they dock the tails of the sheep. <laughs> well, I hope it's not true. That would be a very bizarre Okay, so you're saying, you're saying false. I'm saying false. That's correct! It is false. Thank sheep God. <laughs> can't smell with their tails. But... Surprisingly, they do have scent glands in their eyes and on their feet, so they can smell with their feet, mm. which I think makes sense they if you, if the, the grass is something that's important to you, which it is to sheep. They can smell where the good grass is mm. with, with their feet. So, yeah, I learned something when I was putting that together. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. Yeah, no, I've never heard of that. No. Okay. All right. Okay, the next game is called Farm Animals Listing Game. Here's the jingle. Farm, farm, farm Animals Listing Game. Farm Animals Listing Game. Farm Animals Listing Game. So this is the Farm Animals Listing Game. Basically, we just have to go backwards and forwards. You, me, you, me. Naming a farm animal, any farm animal, and the first person to stop or go, uh, 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 <laughs> is the loser. I bet it'll be me as well. <laughs> oh, we'll see. If, 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 I, if we think, oh, there is still lots more, then we can go again. All right. Okay, so, um, oh, I said, um, does that mean I lose? No, we've not started yet. Okay, do you want to start? You can start. Okay, I'll start. 
Sheep. <laughs> Cows. Pigs. Dogs. Chickens. Turkeys. Geese. Horses. Partridges. Mm. Goats. Uh, okay. <laughs> You're the winner. Well done. <laughs> I, I couldn't think of any more anyway either. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, can we think of any Lucky more? Lucky I made you go first. <laughs> uh, um... Well, there's llamas. I, the only reason I'm thinking of that is because True, yeah. there's a band I used to like called the Llama Farmers. and Yeah, llamas and alpacas these days, people have these, don't they? It's like a modern, um, uh, new, alternative farming, people diversifying yeah. and getting alpacas. But you said dogs, but dogs are um, like a working farm animal, right? Dogs and horses. Yeah. So there's a difference yeah. there because they're not... They're not um, for selling for I, meat or any produce they are no um, well i think of them sometimes sometimes dogs people do make money from selling dogs and what i mean is they they teach them because obviously we we don't have dogs just sitting around the house doing nothing our dogs as in all farms they don't come inside the house okay some farm dogs do go into the house but that's probably a dirty farm house um but our dogs because they're running around the fields and they're muddy and dirty they sleep in the barns amongst the hay straw and, and possibly other animals so um anyway um so our sheep dogs um we teach them uh to round up or collect or gather the sheep so we teach them how to run to the right and to the left and to lie down and to go forwards and to come behind so people do this for a living. They they um, breed and raise sheepdogs and teach them all of these different um, what's the word uh, commands, different commands uh, to go left and right and lie down, and then they sell these these sheepdogs to other farmers. And, and there's sometimes there's a lot of money in that as well. Some sheepdogs cost a lot. Really? Of money, hundreds, okay. because, hundreds of pounds, sometimes thousands of pounds. Because they're really well bred and they're really well trained. Yeah. And they will yeah. really yeah, round up is the verb you used to round up sheep means, you know, to get them all together and to the dogs will guide them in the right direction into a smaller field or into a into a truck mm. or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. that's it. Yeah. And it's usually so my, there is money. my parents used to have a border collie. It's usually usually a border collie. Right. This is the, the breed of dog. It's like a black. And yeah. White. Um, quite a big dog. Not not the biggest, but yeah, very agile. Yeah very friendly normally as well they are very friendly yeah usually very fast they're very fast runners um i call them a medium sized dog i guess yeah. um because they well they're smaller if people think of golden retrievers they're smaller than those but they're obviously bigger than a terrier as well so so yeah but we call them we don't call them border collies here we just call them sheepdogs um but i know if you type in sheepdog into uh, uh into google It'll come up with uh, some other looking dogs. Sometimes it'll be the black and white border collies. Sometimes it's, uh, it'll come up with a maybe a well. You have Australian sheepdogs as well, which is something different again. So it's, there's a lot of breeds of dogs out there as well. Okay, and yeah, that that um, I don't know what the verb is. It's not sheep rounding, uh, but that's a proper sport as well, right? They have uh, I don't know if it's the world championships or just the UK championships that they have where they they have to. They're t is it timed or is it on timing or on style? It's, uh, I think, uh, I think it's on time also on how calm they are, how, how calm the sheep are. Generally they'll have, you know, three or I don't know, maybe six sheep, maybe 10 different rounds, I guess, different numbers of sheep, but yeah, they have to, uh, again, round them up and guide them through fences or into a, a pen or a little, well, a pen is, uh, not just something you write with. A pen is many fences together to form a very small. It's not really a field, but a, a small. Uh, what can area, we call it? Enclosure. Area. Yeah, enclosure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's very. Um, it used to be sheepdog trials. The by the way, I just trials, I just remembered sport, yeah. they call them sheepdog trials. Sheepdog trials. It's a very interesting sport. It used to be on the TV in the UK. I don't know if it still is. But, um, Still in on Welsh TV. We oh, have a, a, yeah. a national TV channel called S4C, 
Um, and yes, sometimes they still show it on there. Yeah. Competitive sheepdog trials. Yeah, really. Yeah. I'm sure you can probably find some on YouTube, uh, listeners. Go and have a watch. Uh, well, Tom, thanks. That has been super interesting learning about uh, life on the farm. Thanks a lot for joining. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was good. I did a live, oh, maybe two years ago. So I haven't done a live uh, or, or a podcast. I've never done a podcast with anyone, but I did an Instagram live once about two years ago. So uh, this is my first one in a long time. So it's been a lot of fun. Yes. Okay. And next time we can do one about travel. Yeah, definitely. You I'll definitely have you uh, on again when all this Corona crap is behind us and people can travel again and we will get them ready and pumped for traveling by having a chat with a theme of travel. So Tom, tell people where they can find you online and how they can learn English with you. Yes. Yeah, so mainly I'm on Instagram. Uh, if you search travel teacher, Tom, that's where I am. Uh, so I put up, uh, yes, the, the normal stuff, uh, posts and reels. Uh, I do quizzes in the stories, but generally I put up videos and English tips related to pronunciation, phrasal verbs, uh, slang, British slang words, and common phrases and such things. I'm on Instagram and also uh, I'm on TikTok, Travel Teacher Tom. If you don't have either of those, I do. Whatever I put on Instagram will go on Facebook as well. So uh, just search for Travel Teacher Tom and I'll show up somewhere. I will think, uh, I am thinking of doing a, a bit more on YouTube as well in the near future so uh but yes have a have a look for me on on instagram for travel teacher tom yeah i find youtube a bit more um if you want to make some longer videos youtube's the right place for mm. it but I, sometimes i find yeah. instagram a bit limiting because the videos have to be short and i think oh, i want to say mm -hmm. so much more about it uh so, yeah, so that's, that's, when it. I, that's when i hop on youtube and all, also i think it's expectation as well people go on instagram to, to look for one minute videos or, yeah. or two minute videos. I know you can do the, um, you like can IGTV. upload longer than one minute. Yeah, HGTV, but uh, I think phew, maybe I'm just thinking of myself, but uh, I don't think I can tune in for too long on IGTV. I think uh, if it's a, if I see that it's a 12, 15 minute video, I think mm, this isn't for me. Yeah. Uh, but on, on YouTube, I quite happily listen for 10 or 15 minutes. So it's, it's weird how it's it is weird, designed yeah. like that. Formats. In my mind. And even, um, well, let's not chat about this for too long because we're saying goodbye. How on IGTV, <laughs> the, the video has to be vertical. Has to, and yeah. I find that as a, mm. as a video maker, I find that strange. Yeah. Okay, Tom. So uh, see you on All Instagram. Right. See you on YouTube. Yes. See you on Facebook. And All right. Yes. Again. We'll speak again soon. Thank you for having me. Cheers. Thank oh, you. Can you, say, can you say bye in Welsh for us? How can we say bye in Welsh? Uh, well, you can say, hmm, I say tada. Or Tara, well, not with an R, but uh, you can say Huir um, Vaur. Oh, can I say that? I'm not sure if I can say that. Huir <laughs> Vaur. I can't say it. Huir <laughs> Vaur. Yeah? Good. Huir Vaur. Good, yes. Huir Vaur. Huir Vaur. Huir Vaur. Oh, I missed it up again. Close enough. Okay, close enough. Huir Vaur. Huir Vaur. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Goodbye. <See> <laughs> bye bye. Bye. English with Rob.